At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, and here's here uh, Akash uh, Anavarathan from, uh, I believe he's part of Niners Nation now, um, tweeted this out earlier today. Uh, the rush EPA per play for Shanahan tree teams, right? So these are teams that are either the 49ers or that are running the offense that Shanahan runs. 49ers, negative 0.121. Rams, negative 0.150. Packers, negative 0.05. Dolphins, negative 0.079. Broncos, negative 0.263. Vikings negative 0.03. All of those are among the worst in the NFL, which tells you, right? If they're all running, their scheme is not exactly the same, but it's similar, right? What does that tell you? It tells you that the league has figured it out to a certain extent. So I was excited about the Anthony Lynn hiring because I thought, excellent. This is going to be a great way to bring in a little bit of a variety into the running attack so that it is not as predictable as it has been. And while I understand that Shanahan and his offensive staff spent an offseason designing a run game around having a mobile quarterback, I understand that. You can't tell me that Trey Lance going down in week two means that they can't have a successful rushing attack for the rest of the season, right? Like, we're talking about professionals. We're talking about professionals who have who have done this for years and years and years i i have a hard time believing that they can't pivot to the point where they can be successful but at the same time you look at you look at jimmy garoppolo and like you said uh, zane jimmy garoppolo is playing the best football arguably of his 49ers tenure uh, outside of that 2019 season and uh pff charts big time throws right and obviously that's a subjective stat that pff you know is the only one that that charts it uh, but, uh, basically what a big time throw is, is a throw down the field into a tight window that has the, essentially the opportunity for a big play for the offense. Uh, Josh Allen leads the league at 7.3%. Jimmy Garoppolo right now is fifth at 5.1%. Jimmy Garoppolo is, is, is playing good football. Why aren't they scoring points? <laughs> like what it just, it's, it's really, really baffling. And another thing that I thought was interesting that I saw today. Uh, and this was tweeted out by Kyle Posey of Niners nation. Um, Kyle Shanahan has the fourth best record in the NFL since 2017, when the 49ers are underdogs at 28 and 18 during that same time, he has the third worst record when the Niners are favorites at 19, 27 and one again, are they getting caught looking ahead? That's what it feels like, right? It feels like, 
you know, that the, the ego, right. Of like, I want to be known as a, as an offensive genius. And so I've got to focus on these big games, right. These games against the Rams, these games against the chiefs, these games against the whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden these games that I should be winning, I'm not. And it's because I'm not spending the time that I would because I'm too busy trying to cook up awesome plays to run, you know, as, as I know that I'm, you know, I'm going to be running up against these, these excellent teams. So I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, I, I do expect this team to come out and play really well on Saturday or on Sunday against the chiefs, because that's what they do in the Kyle Shanahan era, 28 and 18. And I expect them to, to put up points and I expect them to, to play really well. Do I expect them to win a game? I don't know. I, I, I need to look into it more and, and we'll preview that game later this week, but we need to see more out of, you know, one of the highest paid head coaches in the NFL. We just do just like we need to see more. We wanted to see more out of number 10, who for a while was one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. You just have expectations. If you're going to pay somebody, like they are the best at what they do, well, they better damn well be the best at what they do. And if they're not, there's going to be questions. And and there's always just been this like assumption that like he's this top coach. Again, where where's the substance behind that as a head coach? Yeah, the Super Bowl year it was great. A lot of guys have had a one-off Super Bowl year. You know, your John Foxes, your your Ron Rivera's, people like that we're talking about. And that doesn't make him. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I'm not saying that. I think Brian he's Billick. like. But yeah, well, Billick won one. I know, but, but like, I'm just saying, so one. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a million guys who've like gotten there and yeah. won one, you know, Doug Peterson's. But like, you know, the guys who get there and lose and they still had good coaching careers, nothing wrong with that. And Kyle, probably the way he's going right now, will end up, you'd be like, yeah, he was, he was a decent head coach. Mm-hmm. But he's not this elite Andy Reid, you know, Bill Belichick, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. He's not, he's not one of those guys. And for those to say that Andy Reid Super Bowl thing, yeah, it took him a while to win one, but he won over 10 games, six of his first eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in, he was in the NFC championship game con- constantly. Even Jim Harbaugh, you know, you know, and there were, there were issues with that offense too, but Harbaugh, Harbaugh's worst season when the team had a ton of injuries and there was infighting, it was like a soap opera. They still went eight and eight. You know, Harbaugh was a really, really good coach. I don't think Shanahan's as good as as good as Harbaugh. I don't think he's proven that. It hasn't been the consistency yet. He can still prove that. His his book is not written. But the notion that he's like who people say to me, who else are you going to get? Well, I don't. Nick Sirianni's doing just fine. Brian Dable's doing just fine. And again, I'm not saying you need to get anyone else. But this notion that like, oh God, if he's gone in three years, there's nobody else. There's good head coaches that pop up constantly. Constantly. It's not like you couldn't improve if you're still, you know, spinning your wheels three years from now. I hope they're not because there's a lot of talent on this team. And that's the other thing. There's too much talent on this team to waste it. If you're talking three years from now and they haven't won anything, it is a freaking waste. It's a freaking waste with the people. I don't know if I could say the F word on this podcast. I got to figure it out. I want to drop an F bombs again. But um, look, it's a waste. If you're if you get three years from now and Kittle's gone and, and and Debo's on the downside and Warner's on the downside or whatever and you haven't won anything, it's a waste because they have that much sure. talent. They, they should they should win something. The other funny thing to me is like when people say, "Well, oh, you know, Kyle would be would be uh, let go, then there'd be a bunch of teams that would be on his doorstep." But that's true. But you act like the Dolphins, the Jets, the the Vikings. 
you know, like the, the Eagles, all these teams that are successful right now, I don't think that they would trade their head coach for what we have here. They, they, mm. would, they, I, they certainly wouldn't do that. Like, look what Salah is doing with that roster in, in, in New York. That roster is nothing. And he's gotten four wins out of that team. Some people pick them and win four, four four games all year. And look, they may win four games all year. We don't know. It's still very early in the season. But to me, guys, like it's just so disheartening that they are three and three after six weeks this year. They were two and four last year at the same point. They were only one game ahead of their pace last year. And last year they were awful in all six of those games. They were terrible to start the year. And this year they have been looked at times awful and at times just like world beaters. And that inconsistency is just so maddening to me. And I guess we'll, we'll uh, Brian and, and Al, I guess we'll get definitions from Twitter followers or Twitter people about like inimitable and, and maddening, right? Like we'll see screenshots of, of <laughs> dictionary.com. That was weird. What was the word? I don't remember what the word was. At the tantamount. Tantamount, tantamount was the word. Did you guys um, say tantamount in the last show? I don't remember. That's no. why it was so, uh, I was so odd, but, um, like, I just, I wouldn't, yeah. there's no context for us to like use that in. Like, I don't, like, I'll have to go back yeah. and listen to it. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways, it's just, it was just such a silly, like it was just such a silly loss. Right. And to me, like, that's just one of those things that they they continue to do. Brian, like you said, like when they are, when they are on uh, favorites, they play down to their opponents. That I think that's what that says. That's that that you put yeah. out. Niners are favorite. They play down to their opponents. They don't just put their foot on the gas and step on their necks and 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 put them away. Like the Detroit game last year was a perfect example. That was a game that they should have won by four touchdowns, and it was a game at the end because they couldn't put them away. So this is a continuous sort of problem. And when you are playing in the playoffs, you have to have that ability to put teams away and make that make that big throw, make that big catch, make that big stop, whatever it may be. And they are just not able to do that. Like, look, they were behind the eight ball immediately when they were down 14 points in this game. Right. And I can't, it's funny guys. I kid you not when he went down 14, I'm like, man, I don't, that's not, that's not an insurmountable deficit, in the, especially in the first quarter. But when they went down like that, I was like, man, I don't know if they'll be able to come back. Cause I don't know what offense is going to show up today. If it's an offense, like we saw, well, subsequently saw on Sunday, they were not able to do it, but we've also seen them come back from deficits that are larger than that. So I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating because we want to see them win. We want to see them do well, but we don't know what Niners team we're going to get. Man, I am not looking forward to this Kansas City game with Mooney's hurt, Hufunga's in concussion protocol. They've got all the other guys out. Armstead's still out. Bosa is, I don't know, up in the air as of now, as of recording this show. We don't know what's going to happen along the offensive line. Like they're starting, Brendel has been terrible at center position. Three penalties in the last drive, by the way, by, by Jake yeah. Brendel including wiping out that fantastic throw from Jimmy to Ayuk right on the sideline. Like that's a throw that we haven't seen him make literally in years from opposite hash to opposite sideline. And it was just, just on a line. And we haven't seen him make that throw in a long time, if ever. And Brandall wiped it out with the holding call. So a lot of stuff going on. That's troubling uh, real quick. I want to shout out Aaron Banks though. One positive has not allowed a sack this year. Aaron Banks has been fantastic. So uh, yeah. and kind of hold down the fort until Trent Williams comes back. Well, and I was going to say, uh, McGlinchey is uh, questionable as well. He left that game with the uh, right calf injury, and they put Brunskill at right tackle. I've been screaming for Daniel Brunskill to play tackle for since since he came to the to the team in in twenty twenty and uh, had to take over for McGlinchey uh, that season. Played really well. I think tackle is Brunskill's best uh, position, but 
if McGlinchey can play and or if Trent Williams does come back because Kyle Shanahan says he has a better chance of coming back this week than he did last week and then more uh, moves to the right side, I I genuinely believe uh, that may have been the last game that we see of Jake Brendel at center. Um, and I think they'll they'll put Brunskill in there. Uh, yeah. They've got to do something. It's it's not it's not working anymore. Uh, you could hide it for a while, and then and this past game there was no more hiding it. And and you could argue that you know he he was a large part of why they lost that game, or at the very least why they couldn't mount a furious comeback. But I do want to offer uh, as as we as we look to end this, I do want to offer a little bit of perspective, right? Because this was a bit of a doom and gloom. And, and I understand that because they lost the game. They should have won. Uh, the 49ers are still in first place in the NFC West, and they already have wins against the, the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, they have seven home games remaining. They are six and zero at home over the last six. They've got seven home games remaining. Uh, and I know you brought it up earlier. Al. I will say though, that only two, they only have two more games on artificial turf uh, at LA in week eight. Right. So coming up soon and then in Seattle, uh, week 17. Otherwise, everything is on grass, which bodes well for some of these players that like Samson Ebukam, who had some knee and and uh, Achilles tendonitis just from playing on turf. Uh, and then again, when we talk about the offense, I call that the blue balls offense. They have outgained all six of their opponents, which tells us that the defense is playing well and that the offense is gaining yards. Now, that's what Kyle's the question offense is, does. it gains yards, yeah, score points. Sure, sure. Now can they turn that into points? We don't know. We hope that they can. Um, and then on top of that, the NFC sucks. So <laughs> there's good news there as well. The Bucks lost to the Steelers, guys. The Bucks lost to the Steelers. And the Packers got boat raced by those Jets that you talked about earlier, Zane. So, again, you've got Philly. You've got Dallas. Uh, the, the, the Giants are 5-1. and one. I don't know how much longer that can last. And the Vikings are uh, only have one loss as well. I think the Vikings are about to run away with NFC North, which is crazy. But ultimately, mm-hmm. like I said, the NFC not great this year, and so all 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 good signs pointing towards you know a, a possible playoff run for this 49ers team. But hey, Kyle, let's 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 pick this offense up a bit, huh? Like you called it, Brian. This was the Shannon Rant podcast today, so that's what we did. And we'll uh, we'll we'll look forward to the Kansas City game in our next show this week and see if the Niners actually have a chance here and can get it right. So for Brian and Zane, I'm Al. Sorry if I depressed everybody again, but that's what I do after this stuff. We'll talk to you guys. Hey, you might be time. more sad if the Yankees lose. You'll be even more sad for the next show, right? Yeah, so, let me make it. Go Yankees, Thanks, Padres. <laughs>